Don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we about to get started. Never miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM. All right, it's 6.45. Let's get into what's news this morning. And, uh, well, let's talk about water here, which... There seems to be quite a, a a rolling topic in the country when you look at all the issues. And maybe water will be the next oil. I certainly hope not. But the Department of Water and Sanitation reported to Parliament just recently that more than 99% of all municipalities in the country have conceded that they don't have the capacity um, because of the aging water infrastructure. And uh, apparently the leaks are sitting at around more than 40% of the water. Toppled to that, we've got areas like the Nelson Mandela Municipality, even the Western Cape uh, regions, where residents have been urged to really spare water and, and use water sparingly. Not to mention issues around water quality as well. Joining us on the line is Bonoit Leroy, founder and CEO of the South African Water Chamber. Good morning. Good morning to you and your listeners. Thank you so much for making time to speak to us this morning. So this water shortage can be confusing because at times we're told the dams are full. So how should we be understanding the water uh, situation in the country as far as uh, issues of scarcity are concerned? Well, we've always been a water-scarce country, so um, we, we get very little, about half the water, well, the rainfall mm-hmm. uh, that the average country does, but also we have much higher evaporation rates mm-hmm. because we're warming it at a much, much higher level. And climate change is causing parts of the country to dry up from the Eastern Cape to the Western Cape. Hmm. So, but we've had very good rains, which is cyclical in, in other parts of the country. But, you know, it's like a battery. It's fine having it full, but if the wires aren't connected to the motor, and this is the problem we have, the wires are connected, but 41% not. Hmm. And these are, are, this is the leaking bucket that we have. And in actual fact, that's um, what's, what's causing a lot of the failure of of, of basic delivery. Um, remembering that, that cities use 27% of the water, so um, most of the water, 61%, is actually for agriculture. I see. And so, so, you know, but what, what we see is not the agricultural issue. What we see is what's in the cities. That's a very visible one because you and I, we only worried about our taps. Mm. Um, and so it's a local government failure issue, and it's no different to the electrical infrastructure failing. So the only thing is, you know, everything is in the cities is below ground, um, Etc. So we only find out when it's very late. And unfortunately, for the last few decades, we have underinvested um, in our infrastructure, resulting in assets that are not fit for purpose any longer. Mm-hmm. And there isn't the money in the system, in the government fiscal system, to actually replace it. So is it at a point where it is a crisis? In other words, where some areas will reach, for instance, uh, day zero, as, as we've heard, um, by the end of next month, uh, apparently, in Nelson Mandela uh, municipality? Yeah, I, I think we have a national uh, catastrophe um, rolling out. It's a slow onset um, uh, catastrophe that, that's rolling out. And the symptom that we're seeing of failed national economic policy is manifesting itself in, in Quebec at the moment, as we see. And Quebec has roughly um, uh, 40% um, non-revenue water, of which 29% each point is leaks, and 11%, where the national average is 4%, is in actual fact theft and non-payment. So what you're seeing is a totally dysfunctional metro that will run out of, parts of it will run out of water, and you cannot put any new water into the system. They've tried to, but you can't put any new water in the system. It just leaks. It leaks away, and it gets, it gets stolen. So... You know, we have, yeah, <laughs> we have yeah. to act on it. And I think government, 
with the private sector, so the Africa Water Chamber and the like, we have to collaborate. To We can overcome this. The problem is there's a lot of pain involved, and this is far worse than, than Eskom. Mm. You can't light mm. a candle for an alternative uh, for water. You know, water is yeah. water. There is no alternative. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you see headlines. I see one from the Institute for Security Studies that says South Africans use more water than the global average. Um, and they've got the numbers there. But then the question is, is it an issue of conservation? Is it an issue of consumption? Or is it coupled with all these issues that you've also mentioned as well? It's, it's multidimensional, as you said. So what it is, um, I don't believe that uh, the general households use more. I think one is to dig into those numbers. So, um, and, and just remember, the, high use, the so-called high users are subsidizing everybody else. Mm. Um, so one has to be very careful there. I don't think that's the issue. The issue is our water reserve is fully utilized. We're also wasting 41% through, through the systems, because the systems are delivering property. Mm. We sort that out. We can, we can actually supply a city of 8 million people. We sort out the non-revenue water, which is, you know, mostly leaks. Mm. And also, because our traditional um, water reserve, so the precipitation that's converted into uh, runoff into the dams and the rivers, that's been fully allocated for quite a long time. Mm. Uh, we need to seek alternatives like desalination of acid mine drainage, of seawater, and reuse of sewage at commercial or utility scale, at large scale. Start mm. reusing it more than what we're doing at the moment and preserving our resources by not polluting them, where 97% of the sewage works are polluting a water resource. So the, the, the problems are actually not nature. I think the problems are purely governance issues and uh, the technology exists. So it's not a technology issue. It's a matter of prioritizing our water security because it's fundamental to economic and and, and to, let's say, to adjust lifestyle, but for economic activity and industrialization, we have to look after water, not just energy. We have to look after water. So it's complicated these days. It's multidimensional. And I think this is where government has failed to grasp it. But the private sector is there to, to support and, you know, we've got nice policies and plans. Now we have to implement them. Yeah, and uh, rather sooner than later. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting with situations where we have a shedding situation, but this time in the context of water. Benoit, thank you so much for your time, founder and CEO of the South African Water Chamber. And uh, it's important for us to keep ourselves, you know, aware and informed and heighten our senses as far as water is concerned and what is happening. So down the line, we don't get surprised when all of a sudden we're told about water shedding mm. <laughs> or whatever it is. Right. And, and, and while we add it, we're also talking about how you are using water in your home. Um, even um, your cool ways of saving water. We've got one uh, coming through here from Andronika saying, I really don't have a lot of water usage regulations, but one for sure is don't run the tap the entire time whilst brushing your teeth. Use a glass. Sure. Mo, you were speaking about water shedding, and I don't know if you remember a few years ago, not mm. too long ago, we mm. had water throttling. Yeah. Yes. Where, <laughs> you know, water was actually cut off yes. for a few hours mm. and brought back. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. So we're already facing that issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. All right. We'll get your voice notes in 0715856157 and uh, send us your comments. Wake up on Metro.